This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. And it's episode 172 in the Hooniverse. I'm Chris Hayes. And this week, uh, our lazy, no good co-host, host Glucker, is out, you know, spending time with his daughter. What a fag. No, he's not. <laughs> he's playing with race cars. Yeah. He's a bitch. Is he actually out with race cars? Yeah. He told me he had family shit to do. That's bullshit. Oh. I saw his Instagram posts. Oh, no. You know what it was? It was yesterday he told me he had family shit. It wasn't ah. today. That's what it was. I take it back. I take it back. Now he's just playing with race cars. Yeah. Also, I use fag poorly. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I have friends that are gay. But anyway, so uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Klein, we got uh, from Bold Ride and Hospitals. Hospitals. No, um, I haven't been in a hospital since two weeks. Okay. So that's good. That is good. Uh, you've got the sling now. I do have the sling, yeah. Uh, it's uh, helping a is, little bit. Is your, is your busted ass shoulder starting to feel a little better? Or? No, it's hurting worse. Uh, actually, the other night I tried to help my wife walk the dogs, and my dogs decided to pull me to the ground, and it hurt worse than the accident. Yeah, shoulder injuries are a real bitch. Yeah. Um, but uh, that aside, uh, how was traveling all the way up to Pebble Beach? That wasn't that bad. We had a new 2015 Volkswagen Touareg, and I had the heated seats on, and it the, cruised. It's Z-Baby Cayenne. Yeah, it pretty much is. It's super comfortable, uh, super stable at high speeds. We might have been chasing McLarens on the way down. Maybe. Maybe, allegedly. Um, but it was great. It, it was really comfortable. It's the TDI version, so oh, was, that was yeah. the next question: which yeah. motor? And, and at that point, when you get the TDI in that, there's between that and the Cayenne TDI is a price tag. Yeah, it's just torque, and then you're just cruising, 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 cruising. That's and, a, and you go forever on a tank. Oh yeah, from Santa Clarita to uh, Monterey. Actually, we went past Monterey. We went to Salinas. Half a tank. Yeah, I think. When we did the big drive thing a couple of years ago, we had a, a, a Cayenne uh, with a diesel as a support vehicle. Uh, our very own Nino was driving it, and uh, I think he got like 500-plus miles out of a tank. Oh, definitely. It was absolutely ridiculous. It's insane that more people aren't buying these TDI motors because um, they're 10 times more efficient than any of the hybrid ones that they have. They are. Uh, I just... You know, that's the thing is Volkswagen buyers are a little wiser to the diesel thing than most people are. But even then, it's you just don't see that. I mean, if you're especially if you're buying the SUVs, you should buy the diesel. It's, yep. It's fantastic. More torque and better gas mileage. It's not like you're buying a Touareg to go fast. No. But even with the TDI motor, you can go you can go fast. What transmission is that? Uh, ZF 8-speed, I think. Oh, it's a ZF 8-speed. Yeah. Oh, so that's awful. <laughs> It's terrible. It is a complete pile of shit. No. So it basically lacks up for its make of horsepower with perfect gearing. Yep. Yeah. Very smooth. You do not detect shifts whatsoever. It's like you're rolling around in rolls. Okay. So in the used market, when they start to collapse in two years and the price completely falls out of the bottom of them, go to CarMax and get yourself a Touareg TDI. Oh, yeah, for like 10 grand. 
Yeah. Easy. The only what was thing- he? What was the Maroney on that? Uh, sixty-seven. Okay. Is that terrible? Like compared to, you could buy a Yukon for sixty-seven, and that's a Yukon. Yeah. It's not exactly a VW. Uh, I, different purposes, though. Yeah. The Yukon's more truck. It is more truck, but at the same time, I had the exact same amount of room. Yeah. Um, I think, I, you know, if you're going to be towing something or whatever, you're probably going to go with the Yukon. But for your average person, buy the Touareg. Yeah. Buy the Touareg. It's a really good car. Yeah. It's got a panoramic roof, seated he- or heated seats, and the seated heats. Yeah, the seated heats. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's great. Uh, I've been drinking heavily for the last two weeks to dull the pain, and it's coming out now. Okay. Um, but no, it, the heated seats are really good, especially when you have a bruised back. Um, yeah, I could go for some heated seats right now. I've been busting my ass. Uh, one at uh, Norco High School with uh, uh, Tuniverse's own uh, Rick Radcliffe. Uh, we did a bunch of install work on my Fiesta. Uh, so Mountain sent me a bunch of parts. Thank you very much. As did uh, Powerflex Bushings. Uh, and my buddy Jim Pierce over at Pierce Racing gave me a bunch of his parts at cost. I couldn't, I couldn't ask him for free stuff. Jim's a small shop. I'm like, just give it to me at cost. Um, so we did all that. And uh, so we did the full Mountain uh, MR230 setup which includes an intercooler, downpipe, all-new intake plumbing, uh, retune, airbox, all that fun stuff, put uh, urethane bushings on it, and then all of the chassis, all the chassis stiffening from Pierce. And a few a couple months ago, we also put a Magnaflow exhaust on it, courtesy of those guys over at Magnaflow. And, um, yeah, that car is stupid rigid now. So it's a go-kart. Full-size uh, go-kart. Very much so. Um, the last thing I can recall driving that has this kind of chassis rigidity was a uh, GT3. Damn. Yeah, it's very, very stiff. Um, so right now I'm just uh, – I've been following up on loose ends on that. Uh, I did the um, – so I'm doing the – taking care of the springs, uh, which are from um, Mountain again, and they're manufactured by iBox. So they're nice. a nice okay. setup yeah. that are pretty well matched to the dampers. Um, actually, much better match the dampers than the factory springs are. Um, Not that surprising. Yeah. Well, the, st- the Ford ones stock are pretty good, but the dampers are more aggressive than the springs are. Okay. So the mounting springs are about 5% stiffer than the stock ones, and it basically evens everything out. So it's just going to skip across everything. Yes. It'll skip across <laughs> everything. It'll be like throwing a rock across a pond. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it is going to be ridiculous because it's making significantly more power. And apparently they're going to be doing some things with me that I can't really talk about that are going to make a lot more power. What tires are you running that you can actually keep the front wheels locked on the ground without torque uh, starting into a cliff? It's still running the stock ones. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they are. I can't fucking remember. Oh, they're BFs, I believe. Okay. Uh, and they're a summer tire. Um, so they're pretty sticky. Uh, that said, at 4,500 miles in, half my brake pads and half my tires are gone. Yeah. So, uh, and this is before all these upgrades. So they'll be gone in two minutes. Yeah, they're going to be gone quickly. Good thing is consumables on that car are cheap. Yeah. Um. So right now I'm finishing off the. Uh, I spent last night, as I was telling Jonathan before the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, spent last night getting the last couple of bushings in the front control arms, and I am still paying dearly for that right now. Uh. 
I had uh, Harrison from Smoke Tire over helping me out with it, and um, we had him and I setting standing on one side of the control arm with a 16-foot breaker bar with an extension at one point hmm. on the other side just trying to get the bushing into place, probably somewhere in the order of uh, over a 1,000 pound-feet of torque on the end of this thing, and that's how much it took to get in there. Uh, and it was so bad, the ball joint press that I was using after the fact, the screw got fused into the clamp. Oh. Uh, I then had to employ the aid of a park, of a 600-pound park bench in front of my house and the breaker bar with another extension on it to remove it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a police officer go, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying not to wake my neighbors. He's like, you're damaging this thing. I'm like, no, I'm fine. It's fine. So <laughs> this is like 11 o'clock it's last night. Like- just leave me alone, officer. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's just like, no, you don't. Yeah. Uh, he didn't know what he was doing, so I eventually convinced him, like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not hurting anything. So he finally left. Give me five more minutes. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it took me 20 minutes just to get oh, the damn thing out of that. I was exhausted. And that's after dealing with plumbing problems yesterday. So it was, it was a long, long day yesterday. But long story short, the suspension is just about done. It'll be done tomorrow. Uh, and... Uh, it's going to be one very, very fast fiesta. Yeah. Um, we need to go up against each other. Golf R versus fiesta. See what happens when you put so I, much into a fiesta. I concur. I have a feeling you're gonna, you're still up on power. A little bit. But that fiesta chassis is so far ahead now. Yeah, my tires are kind of... You have a wheel drive, though. Yeah. I do not. But my, I've, I've beat my tires a little bit. They're probably a 55, 60% off <laughs> like yeah well, well we're pretty even standings then okay so we'll see what happens uh yeah it, it'll be fun uh once you're we'll have to wait until you're back up to full speed with your arm probably because yeah that's gonna be ridiculous so are you thinking bold rides video or oh we could do both i don't know could really care less. We'll, well shoot whatever we want. You know what? We'll get maximum coverage for the sponsors out of this. We're going to do it on TST. Yeah. We'll throw it on Hooniverse, and we'll do it on Bow Ride, too. That sounds good to me. And we'll get everybody content, and the vendors will be very, very happy. Everybody will love us. Everybody will love us. And I'm and I'm not going to push stuff that didn't work out well. I'll tell you guys what, what went in easy and what didn't. And uh, I'm pretty happy with all of it, to be honest. I mean, bushings are a bitch just because bushings are always a bitch. Yeah. Um, but the mountain stuff was... Like OEM quality, man. I mean, just it was bolt on. You're just done. Nice. Yeah. The only wonkiness I had of the entire build was a little bit with the Magnaflow, um, just in a couple of sections of it. But it's every exhaust kit. You're always going to spend a little time dicking around getting the fitment quite right. It was no worse than anything I ever dealt with before. Yeah. And the thing I like with the exhaust on that is that it's um, it's not so zingy, tiny four banger sound. Mm, yeah. It's it's a little more lower, and they kind of cut off that high frequency thing. So Crowley. Rather than yeah, it's a little hissing. lower end. I mean, it's not going to be super high end because it's a one point six turbo. Yeah, but it's not that zing 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 zing. You know that yeah. you get out of some of them. So that's never a good sound. So yeah, I'm physically beat up from doing this. Uh, my Fiesta has been punishing me via proxy of physical manual labor, hmm. um, and I will pay dearly for it. I'm sure. However, in the meantime, we're gonna have some fun with it. Yeah, that'll be a blast. That'll be a ridiculous little car. So, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Uh, I went for a day. 
uh, a day, a day, a day, um, because I got offered to do something kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, hopefully not once in a lifetime. Did opportunity. you get to give Grover Cleveland a reach around? Uh, I gave him a BJ. Ooh, yeah, it was great. Uh, but no, I drove a glorious bug, essentially. A bug. Yeah. Well, a bug. well, it's a Volkswagen product. It's a it's a Volkswagen product. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I went to the Germans and I asked them, "Can I drive the Bugatti?" Yeah, and they said yes. Uh, so I got to drive. Um, I don't remember what number it was, but it was a uh, Bugatti Veyron, sixteen point four, uh, Grand Sport Vitesse. Yes. So the extra fast one. The extra fast one. It, and it's extra fast. Yeah. So you pull the mic in just a little closer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. I've driven supercars before. I've driven Ferraris and Lint McLarens. Um, but I th- I thought I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, okay, it's got a little bit more horsepower. It's all-wheel drive. I've, I've got a good understanding of what a supercar, you know, can do. I was dead fucking wrong. Holy shit. Seriously, I came out of that car, and for the first 10 minutes after, all I could say was, holy fuck. I, I could not comprehend the speeds and acceleration that that car can just do right out of the box it's Mm -hmm. it's fucking insane it's nothing like any other car that i've ever driven it's three times the acceleration of the mclaren and it's it's 1200 horsepower isn't it 1148 damn i'm so wrong i know uh and it's 1100 horsepower or 1100 pound feet of torque at 3000 rpm so it is 10 years old you still it, it it's brilliant hey it shares architecture with your old vw mm-hmm um yeah w motors yeah oh i do I, I believe that is literally one of your old w blocks doubled up yeah i think yeah it's just them made yeah. it together yeah it's fucking insane though it's okay so you get into the car and you get into second and you're like oh tooling around you get into a a straight and then you just stomp on it yeah and you're pinned i mean like not like normal pinned you're hurting your chest pinned mm-hmm. and it's just it doesn't stop and how did that go with your shoulder being in its infirm state well at that point i was running on adrenaline so it really didn't hurt but afterwards oh, so you it... were actually using your left arm oh yeah, your right yeah, arm yeah. Right. yeah i took yeah. the sling off for the the vera yeah. and i wanted complete control of 1100 or 1200 horsepower yeah did you not show up with your arm in the sling uh no i no i don't remember now no i didn't show up in, in the sling i was gonna ask you they might not have let you drew it and drew it had they well i told no. them that I, they knew that i had a broken arm yeah um or a broken shoulder but they were just cool with it they're just like yeah you're you'll be fine we don't get up to you know crazy speeds yeah but allegedly you know 14 yeah in six seven seconds yeah it was astonishing. And you would think that that much horsepower in that big of a car wouldn't be able to turn properly. Mm-hmm. We took a turn that was designed for 35 miles an hour at 95. Yeah. That's just insane. That that car is astonishing. I never wanted a Veyron mm-hmm. before. It never did anything for me. It was an engineering, you know, a technical exercise that was brilliant. However, I just never wanted one afterwards i can see the appeal yeah too bad they've doubled in price already 
Yeah. This one was 2.7. Yeah. It's it's a car that doesn't do a lot for me from kind of an overall appeal standpoint, if you follow. Yeah. I respect it for what it is, but I also kind of look at it and go, it's overwrought with a lot of complication. Oh, uh, yeah. The article will be coming out, I think, tomorrow on Bold Ride uh, about the whole review. So but the day that this... It'll be yeah, out it'll the be day out that, you the listen to that you're listening to this. Um, but the technical jargon or not jargon but like all the technical little specs all the little details all the little nuances are so you know over engineered that it's ridiculous but it's done so for a reason the tire stem caps um they had to be re-engineered to mm-hmm. do it because at 240 miles an hour they became so heavy that it they could threw the balance off no it could possibly rip off a wheel so the centripetal force yeah was such that yeah it was just loading up the tire and it was just practically unscrewing it from the hub mm-hmm. so uh they re-engineered that they re-engineered the the actual valve stem and the tire pressure monitoring system that's in the wheels too because at speed it was producing so much downforce that it was actually pushing out air out of the tires too mm-hmm. so all of that had to be re like redesigned while they were doing all their tests and I got, so I got an inside scoop in the next one, mm-hmm. the Chiron. Supposedly, if you think the Veyron is fast, you're out of your mind versus this next car. Yeah. He said, or my source said that it can literally knock the wind out of you if you're not, if you're not paying attention and if you're not ready for it. Well, there's, they've really got to kind of recapture that crown because the thing is, is that between Hennessy and Koenigsegg, they really came up and put a lot of pressure on. Oh, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I believe the Hennessy right now is still faster than the, than the Vitesse is. It is. Um, um, but supposedly because it's not been – or Bugatti doesn't recognize it because it wasn't like a production car. And it, they didn't do it in like the two ways that they need to to, re, to do the record. Which is all bullshit. It is bullshit. That's them. That's going to be H- Hennessy has the fastest car, and Koenigsegg is coming real close. Yeah, Hennessy and Christian Koenig. I mean, John Hennessy and Christian Koenigsegg, very, very different guys from the way they approach things. John Hennessy is kind of your Carroll Shelby type guy. Oh, just yeah. like, just put a bigger motor in it. Just slap a bigger motor in it. And I, not that I disagree. I, I like John. We've had him on the show a number of times. Yeah. Um, and Christian is a very calculated engineer. You know, very much so. Um, he is he is every bit the land he comes from. <laughs> um, you know, and then you get Bugatti, which is the VW group, pretending that they still have French origins behind that company, and um, overwrought with engineering. I, there's just some, some things that the Bugatti to me is almost over too complicated for its own good. I can see that. Whereas. The Koenigsegg is still very high tech, but it's still very. They don't have all the little fidgety bits, if you follow. Yeah. Uh, and then the Hennessy is. It's still very advanced for what it is, but they're just like, we're just going to throw a 7 liter LSX blocks in there and throw a shit ton of boost at it. Yep. And I'm willing to bet that Hennessy car by far is the most reliable. Probably out of the three. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see that the F5 Venom once they finally 
start producing. It. Oh, did they finally make the announcements on that? Oh, it's been a while. Okay, yeah, I didn't uh, know. I hadn't. I hadn't really paid attention because you know when you see press releases from yeah, people yeah. that you know, you're like, eh, whatever. I'm not really gonna look at it. I didn't know that they'd finally made the announcements on that. Yeah, that thing's gonna be stupid <laughs> fast. Uh, increased downforce, increased arrow. That ugh, yeah, more horsepower. It's gonna be. It's gonna be real interesting times because Bugatti has actual competition now. Yeah, and Christian Fong Koenigsegg particularly is the real competition because they are of the same quality in terms of not only build quality but in terms of uh, potential buyers and market oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, the same people that are going to buy the new Bugatti, they're also going to have a Koenigsegg. They'll probably have a Venom too. Yeah, I mean that kind of money is is. I mean, it's not inconsequential. I mean, still, when you're paying a million and a half dollars for a car, but to have another car in that price range is not, you know, not unheard of, and it's fairly common. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting times. I'm just wondering how far we go. Uh, I mean, the diff- big differentiator being currently is that the the Bugatti is all-wheel drive, yeah. and the other two are, are rear-wheel drive still. Um, well, Bugatti is saying that this new one is going to accelerate under two seconds to 60. They're going to have to be going electric on it, too. They are. Yeah. They're doing hybrid and possibly electric turbos to just eliminate spool, which I found there was a lot of lag in second gear just punching yeah. it off the line um however when you hear the the turbo spool like I, I say this in the article you know a lot of us journalists like to say a car sounds like a fighter jet with the exhaust especially supercars right none of them do uh the bugatti actually does it sounds like an f-16 well, it's induction noise yeah, yeah it's just and from what i gather the wire is largely the same because the the inlets are right behind your head yeah um, and that's what you hear when you hear, you know, a fighter I, I, jet. You hear induction. Yeah, I felt like I needed a call sign to to really drive this car. <laughs> it's just like okay, and you're like, don't call me goose, don't call me goose. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to crash this. Don't let me crash this. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a pretty. You you got a pretty good run there. How long did you get to take it out for? An hour. An hour. That's pretty good for. Two for something million? Not yeah. a lot of people get a crack at that car for an hour. No. I, I counted myself very lucky on that one. Who did you blow at the BMW <laughs> group? You know? They like that I uh, I bought a Golf. They're like, you know what? We'll just give them everything now. They're like, here. Here's the here's the bigger version of what you bought. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They're just like, here, have this. It's just four times everything. Yeah. Oh, God. Actually, car is, exactly car is. four times everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly four times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that is pretty cool. So while you were up there, what else did you see? Uh, a bunch of F50s, which yeah, Matt had told me that they had like four or five of them lined up in a row. <sighs> there was one on the side of the road. Yeah, and it was just and it was just sitting there, just like whatever. Uh, just park my F50. Does not do anything for me. Really? Yeah, I find uh, it awkward looking. Uh, I wanted to go up and like it. It yeah. was just it, it just it was sitting there and in that in that beautiful like Rosa Corsa red and you're like oh I'm just gonna stop right here I'm just not gonna do anything I'm just gonna stop I'm gonna stare at this for the next you know ten years they also had um what's the new one the the Ferrari the Ferrari the La Ferrari uh, the redundant yep the, I, that's what I'm gonna call that's it what, yeah I'm gonna call redundant. it the redundant um uh, they had that right next to it and it was in gray and black and it didn't look bad. 
However, versus the F50, the F50 just took it. Like Really? Yeah, the the redundant just didn't do it. It just doesn't do anything for See, me. I it looks cool I, from staring straight at it. Yeah. But like from the side profile, to eh. me I think the the redundant is slightly more appealing. Not slightly, significantly more appealing than the the Enzo was. I will agree with that. Uh I, it, the F50 still I, I like the F40 obviously cuz I'm not even a big Ferrari guy. The F40 is a good-looking car. Yeah. F50 to me is just so early 90s and how it looks. I kind of dig the just like it's curvy and then it looks it looks prettier than it actually is probably. Okay. Just, it's, I don't know. It's just a good-looking car to me. All right. Fair enough. So uh, what else? What else? Uh, a couple Baganis, which are very cool. Baganis are always cool. Just very cool. Zondas or wires? Uh, wires. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. That Zondas aren't here, so. But it's it's weird going up to Monterey for Pebble Beach and you know Car Week because everything that you could possibly imagine is there. Yeah, and just roaming around on the street, and you just you get whiplash from just looking around it through the like the cabin of the car. You're just like, oh, that was a 1964, you know, Porsche, and that's yeah. uh 53 Ferrari. Even amongst that that group, though, the wires are pretty. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as you get into, you know, the 17-mile drive that takes you to, like, Pebble Beach. It's, yeah. like, closed yeah, yeah, yeah. off. Um, as I'm going through there to get to the Infinity Party, um, four P1s were parked. I heard the place was <laughs> lousy with P1s, 12Cs, uh, yeah. 918s. Uh, not not as many 918s as you'd think. Like, I saw maybe three, but I saw so many McLarens. Like, it was a ridiculous amount yeah. of McLarens. I've never seen that many. It's it's become a thing. McLarens, they're building a hell of a car. Yeah. You know, and people were, you know, we did TST yesterday, and people were bagging on people, all the guys buying McLarens and 430s. And I'm like, yeah, but at least they're buying good cars. They're not buying tacky shit, you know? Yeah, what's and what's good about McLarens is uh, I've been told by the their rep is McLarens actually get driven, which is unlike Ferraris and you know Lamborghinis where yeah. they they want to like keep them pristine. I think and there's less of a poser thing factor with the McLaren. I think so too. I think they're just so engineering focused and so race focused that you know no one really cares that they'll put you know thirty thousand miles on their McLarens. Yeah, they're also really comfortable. That is true. Uh, it's. The 12C is a hell of a bargain right now. I mean, they are selling. I think you can get one for 140 ish. That's not bad, but for what it, what it originally cost. I mean, it's not not money yeah. that I have, but for for what you can get them used. I mean, it's a steal. Yeah, there's nothing that's gonna, you know, they'll come down though. They will because of the 570s. Maybe because we'll, the, see. well, the 570s starts at like what 170. I believe so. So you're going to have that. You're going to have that market, you know, completely flooded with you know 570s. That people that would be buying those used 12Cs, they'll be like, well, I could buy, put a little bit more in, and buy a brand new car. That's a good point. I want to have to buy the 12C, so I, I'm betting the 12Cs were going to come down a little bit at least. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a, it doesn't matter. It even if people don't like, it's a. Fast. It's super fast, fast car. car. It is a super fast car. Like the only thing that's that tight and that fast is like a nine eleven turbo, and this is way faster. Yeah. It's good. If you have the money, go out and buy a twelve C. 
yeah, it's it's quite good. Uh, and then, of course, and they're just tearing through models so fast too. I mean, they're like six fifty. Nah, we're gonna go sixty six seventy long tail now. Uh, and then they recently announced that the six seventy five is gonna be the last in like what in like two years or a yeah, year in, that in it's two years. Be gone. It's yeah, they're they're relentless. They really are for a company that's this new. For a company, I mean, McLaren's not a new company, but for doing you know major production, if you can call it that, what they're doing. But I mean, for it's a for supercar manufacturer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's impressive how quickly they've ramped up. Um, well, it, I mean, part of it is helped out along by they use the same tub and they use the same motor. They just use different tunes and a little bit mm-hmm. different you know things to it. It's fairly easy to slap a new face and a new rear end and a little bit of new body panels right. onto the same exact chassis and the same motor. Uh, you could say the same thing for a lot of what Lamborghini's done over the years. Oh, very and, much so. And, yeah. of course, 911, too. <laughs> Although 911, it, it's a notch below that as far as price and exclusivity goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, McLaren's is pretty spectacular what they've done. So, speaking of British car companies, Aston unveiled a few things that were there. Um I personally did not find any of them particularly appealing from the, the photos. The DBX. How did they look in person? Right. Aston shouldn't do an SUV. Yeah. They shouldn't. They'll sell it. They'll. It'll be. It'll be great. It'll be like the Ursus or whatever the hell Urus, Urus uh, that Lamborghini is doing. It'll be like the Cayenne. But Aston Martin shouldn't do it. It doesn't. It doesn't fit with their brand. Um, it fits with Lamborghini, it fits with Porsche, it fits with well, Bentley, they, they and it fits had, with Rolls. They had, mm. There was an Aston brand for SUVs. It was called Rover. Yeah. You know? It's I, weird, but I can't blame them either because no. it's going to be a cash cow. It will. It's just, it doesn't, like, keep doing with the, do the repeat, do the, whatever the next one, the DB11, and then do another Vantage, that type of stuff. You'll sell enough. It's just the DBX just doesn't. It doesn't cap. Okay, so you have the the Aston Martin design language that we've all come to know and love. Right. It doesn't work on an SUV. It works fine on the cars. It looks fine even on Ford products. Um, yes, but it doesn't work for an SUV. It just it it screws up the lines for the design, and it makes you kind of like look at the rest of the lineup, and you're like. I don't really like it now. You know, that's a good point because even Ford is not doing it. And they're not following that fascia on their SUVs. The new Ford SUVs, the Explorers, are starting to look like Rovers. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it, I find it kind of funny that they're like, well, we put all these money into their brands and we don't own them anymore. Well, we might as well use the designs anyway. Pretty much. So. It's like, okay, we'll just transform ourselves into Range Rovers and that'll be it. And people will start buying our stuff again. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's pretty blatant. But, um, okay, so we had that. Uh, the Mercedes Coupe was unveiled. Yeah. Uh, the C-Class Coupe. Yeah. Um, I've never been a fan of the C-Class Coupe. It, it, always looks, it always looks pudgy in the rear end. It does, I like the although I like the C63 black. Yeah, well, that yeah. was cool. Race car. <laughs> um, that was a cool one, although the C63 to me, it, it is better as a sedan. Very much so. Um, what else got unveiled that was up there? Um, oh, that I... Kana like titanium car from China. Okay, uh, it looked cross-eyed. <laughs> it, it it looked fine. It just the something was off. 
Something in the headlights just looked off. It kind of looked, not like a Morgan, but like diamond-shaped Morgan eyes, essentially. Okay. If any of you can picture that. <laughs> so just picture a Morgan, like super sports, but with diamond eyes instead mm-hmm. of the round ones, and make them kind of cross-eyed. So it looks funny. <laughs> okay. So Jap- so the Chinese continue to make awkward-looking cars. Yep. Uh, that are vaguely rip-offs of other things. Yep. That's what they do. Um yeah, I mean, and then, of course, the news that was not news, that the NSX has been delayed once again. Oh, yeah, I, I, we were just talking about that with the rep, and um, all, we did a post on all the cars that have come out since the NSX concept first debuted. It's actually quite a lot. It's all of McLaren. Everything that McLaren... Everything. Everything that has so they McLaren has built. reestablished themselves as a brand, and then conquered a market in the, in the hypercar thing, and then are now getting on to their second generation of vehicles and the NSX still isn't out. Yes. Uh, so did the Lamborghini Huracan, the Audi R8, um, Ferrari 458, and the 488. Wait, wait, wait. The NSX was announced before the first R8 came out? No, no, no. The second generation R8, which oh, okay. was, okay. what, 2013? But okay. it, yeah, almost. Uh, but because the, the NSX was first announced in... Like, the concept was 2007. Right. Um, so it was... Eight years later. Yeah. Almost nine. Yeah. And it's still not out, but I do have... Okay, so I did get an email from the rep, because uh, after she wanted to tell me, like, what was actually going on uh, with the NSX. So uh, Acura made the decision midway through development to switch from a transverse-mounted, naturally aspirated V6 to a longitudinally... Mounted uh, twin turbocharged V6. Uh, they're taking the final steps to ensure that delivering the absolute best vehicle that they could possibly do. So that's why. In other words, they're... reconfiguring every single point of arrow and cooling so it doesn't burn to the ground. Pretty much. Um, they're also doing a full new facility that they're going to be building the NSX. So that's also what they're doing. And that's going to be built here in the U.S., isn't it? Yeah. I think. Where is it? I think she said where it was, too. Uh. No, I can't remember. Which is smart because this is probably where they're going to sell most of them. So, oh yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how that car does because um, we're going to hopefully be driving it uh, soon. Um, but there's been so much lead up to this car that it's going to be very hard. It's there's so much press. There's so many things talking about it. How it's going to be, you know, this epic car. It's going to be, the, you it's know, going the Ferrari to be very, fighter. Very, it's going to be very competent, but it's also going to be a day late and a dollar short. It'll be very good. If it lived in a bubble by itself, you go, "This is the greatest thing ever." But then that bubble is also six years old, and then you're going to look at it now, and you're going to go put it against something like a 570s, or, you know, or, or whatever. Uh, the new uh, GTB, you know, yeah, uh, or any number of other things, even even probably against like the new R8, you know, new and Huracan, yeah, everything. And it's, I think it'll probably approach like an R8 level of performance, but I'd be very surprised if it surpassed it. I think it'll probably be like 911 turbo type stuff. Uh, yeah, I could see that because it'll have the all-wheel drive, it'll have the twin turbo, it'll have, you know, everything else. It'll probably be, you know, an easy daily driver just like the 911. Oh, it'll be a fantastic usable car and it'll be one you can actually rely on. But but yeah, it's it, I'm interested to see how it does. I'll I'll reserve judgment until I drive it, but 
there's just been so much press. There's been so much talk about it for the and last it just, decade. It looks old now because we've seen it for so long. It's got, I think, what I'm going to call Camaro syndrome in that we saw the fifth gen Camaro for three years before we actually got it. Yeah. And this is going to be going on for much longer than that. Yeah, they got to get their money out of it. They're not going to put that, you know, hybrid twin turbo V6 in anything else. I mean, they threw that they threw that car in a commercial with Seinfeld. What three years ago? Probably. Yeah. That's and people are going to this is going to hit the market, and your average person is going to go, "Oh, that's a new car." But I mean, the target audience for that car that really knows what that car is is going to go is going to look at it as kind of dated. I mean, it's still going to be cool, but. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they have, they come up with the same type of variants that like McLaren or Ferrari does. So if they won't, it's Honda. They are not. They are a very very typical Japanese corporation in that it's like turning around on Titanic. You know, it takes a very very long time to move the ship that big. Yeah, they could all see. Here's the thing, though. They could also put just like a Formula One V um, inline six in there that they're doing with McLaren. Yeah. Which would be amazing. Please, Acura, do that. Yeah. Because uh, that would be better than a twin turbo V6 hybrid. Well, it's a real shame because that car started life as a V10. Yeah, that would have been, boarded that. That would have been great. That would have been great because V10s are my favorite motors as far as exhaust knob goes, minus the Viper. Yeah. It does sound a little bit. It doesn't sound yeah. like a regular V10. TA sounds better. I can believe that, but it's still not that the European V10 high wheel. No, no, or, no, no, no. It's not like or the E60 M5. Or, or one of the know. greatest sounding motors ever created, the LFA V10. Oh god, that well Yamaha tuned exhaust. <laughs> yeah, there's something it, to me. It's a tie between the Lambo V10 and that and the LFA V10 and for best sounding motors. Um, it's a real shame that Honda didn't follow through on that. Uh, and and more back to their stupid internal principles of you don't need anything more than six cylinders. Hmm, I want 10 cylinders. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the LFA because that's what I kind of feel like it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be, a, you know, like the daylight, the dollar short, where it's just I like, don't think that, I don't oh, think it's th- a great car. We're going to sell it, and now it's going to be $400,000. I don't feel like the, the LFA was a daylight and a dollar short. I believe that it was, that car was never meant to be kind of like the same kind of halo car where that you knew you could actually buy it if you had the money. Yeah. You know, that's what the, that's what the NSX is, is that, it's a halo car for the Acura and the Honda brand overall, but it's not going to be a limited production car. It's like if you if you've got the hundred and fifty grand or whatever it costs to buy it, you can go into the dealership and have one in three weeks. Yeah. Versus the LFA, you knew they were only making what, what was it three hundred of them? Something like that. It was in a lot. Uh, so it's going to be the Hellcat supercar. Yeah. Hmm. And it'll be hard to get, but not that hard to get. Yeah. Uh, whereas the LFA was it was a very very special thing. And um, I would take an LFA. The LFA is one of the best best cars I've ever been in. I mean, it's. I still need to. That, that was, I was bugging uh, Acura and Lexus and everyone to say, like, please, can I have one? It's, like, we don't have any more in the fleet. I'm like, fuck. It's so fantastic. Um, one of my neighbors <laughs> has one, and, and I every time he drives by, I'm just like, oh, that's the no, greatest no. thing ever. Um, Having a crisis. Oh. Yeah, I, I have many wealthy neighbors that keep me distracted. <laughs> Uh, so, wealthy neighbors aside, um, trying to think of what else happened. So, um, uh, BMW unveiled the M3 CSL, or what are they calling it this time? The R, the CSL R. Um, it's the racing version. The track-ish version of the M3. Um, the interesting thing was is that, of course, they're doing uh, water injection on it, water meth. 
which is, I believe, a first for a production vehicle. It might be. Uh, I mean, sure. technically, that's not a production vehicle, according to yes. BMW, but we all know that that is the production version of it because... Well, did you see it? I've seen the pictures of it, yeah. What do you think? I think it'll lose some of the little bit of garish bits, and I think when it goes to a uniform color, it'll be... Uh, I think it'll look a little more normal, but I think that's pretty much what we're gonna get. We're, we're gonna get out of the final car there. The wings of it, boy racer. They may tone it down a little bit. I would hope so. So, uh, and who do we have coming in the door? Oh, it's Harrison. Uh, no, we don't care about him. Yes, otherwise known as my uh, assistant on my mechanical adventures last night. Um. So, yeah, it was um. It's an interesting exercise seeing that car actually come into production with a water meth injection system on it. And uh, Gail Banks, I believe, is probably, you know, jumping for joy at the side of that. Probably. Uh, so, and then, of course, the other the rumor that came up the other day was um, the new M3, oh, the successor. Yeah, all-wheel drive and, what was it? Hybrid. Um, hybrid. Ooh. Uh, just, that rolls off the tongue terribly. So we're going to take the M3 and add, what, another 500 pounds to it? Yep. So... The M2 is going to become the new M3, essentially. It is. And it'll be great. It'll be rear-wheel drive. It'll be... <laughs> fingers crossed. It'll be 360-something horsepower. I think it'll probably be 360, 370, and... That'll be... It'll be under-tuned. It'll be... It'll be a tune away from being 420, 430. Yeah, you just give it to, you know, Dynan or however you pronounce it. Yeah, it? it's Dynan. Yeah. Dynan. Okay, so uh, or anybody just give else. it to Dynan and, or, yeah, with someone with an ECU tuner and just reflash it. You go to Dynan if you want to buy the full package. It's not going to be cheap, but it'll be fully warranted and everything will be very refined. Or you go to a local tuner if you're going to go fucking crazy with it and you just go, give me all the boost. <laughs> that, that car is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the did you get a chance with the one series M? No, um, but I've driven the M two thirty five I a couple times, and I've I, not driven the M two thirty five I, although I've heard it's very very good. But I spent oh, so much fun. I spent a couple days with uh, one series M, the Dynan one, and that was one of the best cars I've ever driven in my life. Um, so the M two thirty five I got to autocross a couple times. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's really planted. It drifts perfectly. Like it's just very controllable. Um, I, I, just putting more horsepower is going to be great. Yeah, it's the they're the right size cars. Yeah, when everything is getting huge, and the you know the three and the four series are now the size of a five series, I want something. You know, everyone's going to want something a little bit smaller. I've been dealing my Corvette for the last couple of days because my Corvette is or the Fiesta's still you know got a couple of things left, and I've just been realizing I'm like I miss the size of the Fiesta for when you're out just doing day to day stuff. I mean, not that the Vets a gigantic car, but it's very, very wide. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice being able to go in and, like, have, like, two feet of extra si- extra room on each side of the parking spot so you don't have to worry about people slamming their doors with their greasy children. Yep. You know? Um, it's, it's, and the M2, is it's it's about that size car, and I that's really nice. Um, is there any perspective date on that as of yet? The... I... It seems mm. to me like it's just kind of been it's, pushed pushed along and pushed along a little bit. And we keep seeing mules 
yeah. like out everywhere. There was a couple in Detroit like a month ago. There was a couple out here like a few weeks ago, and they've been testing at the ring for a while. I can't say I, – I can't imagine that it's not coming soon. Right. It has to be coming in the next couple months. So oh, probably Frankfurt, L.A., or Geneva. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. When's New York again? Uh, October? Maybe. maybe. Could be. New York's a big show, too. No, no, no. I don't know when New York is right now. Well, Um, it's sometime in the future. And then, of course, we have... So we've got two shows coming up real soon here that affect us in the L.A. area, and that is L.A. Auto Show and SEMA. Yeah. Uh, I may end up making my way back to SEMA this year. I think we're going to be doing a bunch of podcasting there. Uh, We're trying to work out and planning on that right now, which needs to happen because it's in November. Um, are you doing SEMA this year? Uh, I haven't got an invite yet. So if anyone wants to invite me, and, well, you yeah, know, you can get you can just uh, apply for press credentials. That's oh yeah, um, and you'll get right in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So on that note, um, do you have anything else to cover? Oh, we wanted to cover the, real quickly the Lamborghini. Ah, yes, the Hyper Veloce. The Hyper Veloce. Tell me a bit about it because I've just caught very brief headlines. Okay, so supposedly it is going to be LaFerrari P1 and 918 Fighter. It will be possibly hybrid. It will be V12, and it will be stupid fucking fast. Which is unfortunate to do in V12 because I think their V10 is actually a better motor. Well, that's what they had it on the Asterion concept that they had. So it might just transfer over. It could be that too. Yeah. Um, but my guess is because they're going after the Ferrari and the McLaren and everything else. They want the cylinder they count, want the and cylinder that's their count. premier motor. Well, they're also going to do, like, four of them. Like, total. Of course. <laughs> See, but that's I don't count that as a real competitor. Then. As much as I like Lamborghini and some of the batshit stuff they do, four is not a LaFerrari competitor. Four is not a P1 competitor. No, well, um, Finkelman was saying at Pebble Beach, he's just like... Mr. Stefan Finkelman. Stefan Finkelman. Who is probably the prettiest CEO on the face of the earth? Uh, yeah, he's amongst them. I've I've been next to him in person. It's just like, are you sure you're not like? You, are you sure you don't like? You're not for like for Versace or like Tom Ford or something like that. He wears he has the nicest suits I think I've ever seen. Every press picture I've seen of him is just always just like I'm just gonna look as batshit awesome as I can. Yeah, the only person I see that maybe has suits that are as nice is. Barack Obama has really nice suits all the time, too. And he's maybe the only other person I see that has, like, that exquisite, yeah. you know. And that's the fucking president of the United <laughs> States. Versus the CEO of Lamborghini. Yeah. But, you know, Italy style, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand. So. Yeah. Um, definitely not Ford. <laughs> no. Um, but it will be insanely fast. It, they showed it off the, at, to a select group of customers or potential customers as a hologram because <laughs> Lamborghini. Because <laughs> um, um, you can only get that from the Italians. You mean they didn't do it in a sculpture made out of strippers? I mean, that's <laughs> the only thing that's more Italian. No, no, no. no. Prostitutes. Prostitutes that's are, right. are more that's Italian. Right. Well, that's a little... The prostitute thing is still not quite kosher here in the U.S. Well, I they, mean, got, they got Berlusconi to come in and just be like, hey, look at this. Yes. And just he's tits and asses di- everywhere. He's a foreign dignitary. He can't be arrested under our laws. Is he still a foreign dignitary or is he Berlusconi? Out? Yeah. No, not at this point. Okay. Because <laughs> he was in jail, then he was out of jail, then he was back in jail, then he was back as president. I, I still love the fact that they had a name for his parties, the Bunga Bunga Party. The Bunga Bunga Parties. 
Um, I'm telling you, there's nobody that does scandal better than an Italian or a French, you know, it's... it's, The French don't care, and neither do the Italians, but the Italians kind of, like, celebrate the fact. They're just like, ah, fuck it, we're just going to go with this, with the bunga bunga parties, you know, the underage prostitutes. See, the thing is, is as you go further and further south, by the time you hit Portugal, you're, you're doing, like, coke off of like a 17 year old's ass i mean that's 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 the point that they're getting to well they were doing it her it was berlusconi and like the romanian president and they were just like eh, fuck it we're just gonna go you know full naked with all these you know young women and we're just not gonna give a shit no that's that is the italian way (laughs) but what else about this stupid car that we'll never touch um hybrid Massive horsepower. It'll probably be crazy looking because it's going to be in the same vein as the the Venino and the Sesto Elemento and the uh, what was it, the Aguista. Yeah, and the Aventador J and all the other stupid little things. That I actually saw be. I saw a um, Reventon. Uh, really? Yeah, on my way here yesterday. That's uh, cool. So yeah, I'm guessing it was probably somebody cruising back down from. Yeah, from everyone was coming back down the yeah. other day. Well, everybody was coming back to LA or going back to San Diego. Yeah. So. Um, what was it? There was one more thing about this, the car. Um, it'll be a billion dollars. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, but there was, oh, there was something like crazy. I don't know. Whatever. It'll come to me probably like 10 minutes later. More than likely. But, uh, at this point anyway, it's vaporware. So. Yeah. Uh, no, it'll be, uh, debuted in, Fiji- um, what is it? Geneva. Geneva. Yeah. Okay, well, it's not that far off because I think Geneva's in January, right? Um, Something like that. It's, February? Okay. Somewhere yeah. around there. Right, soon after the new year. So, yeah, it's right after Detroit, Yeah, which is usually January. Yeah. There's there's going to be a lot of stuff to get shown off. We're, we're going to see that production Ford GT very soon. Yeah. Um, With – did you see the rear wing? No, I've not. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be you know like a P1 wing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it makes sense. Save on the brakes. Yeah, it like no one knew about the wing until it showed. They showed it off in Forza, I and they're just like, "Oh, it also has a hydraulic early assisted rear wing." I saw I that like, car oh, okay. in person two months ago. It did not have that wing then. I was up. I very, saw it too, and I'm I, like, I don't remember that. No, I was very, very close to that car at the, because Microsoft and Xbox had an event up at uh, Adam Kroll's place here in Berkeley. Okay, yeah. And um, once again, thank you, the Kroll guys, for letting us borrow the studio for the afternoon. Um, but, uh, yeah, we went up there and, you know, got to see new guys, saw our buddies with Forza, and I actually got to meet uh, Henry Ford Jr. Oh, that's cool. Or the third, rather. Yeah. Um, super nice guy. Does not dress like Stefan Finkelman. Oh. No. Uh, he, had a, a, he had a lovely embroidered uh, Ford dress shirt on. <laughs> yes. Uh, super nice guy, though. We actually had a good chat. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, it was right next to the Ford GT, and it definitely did not have that. Absolutely did not happen. Yeah, I didn't remember. So that's a last minute kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did? So I'm wondering if they just, well, the prototype pro- that they've been sh- shelling around is just like the the one that they cart around to auto shows and yeah. just media events. I'm wondering if they just didn't have the the body all the way done. Uh, very likely, and I'm, I'm betting. I mean, you look at that and you went, oh, those are not production mirrors. Yeah, that's the number one thing that you look on that car and go, no, that's not happening. Uh, but I, I. Th- uh, they probably went, okay, we're going to run Le Mans, and we need our brakes to go. This is a good way to take 30% of the uh, scrub off the brakes and put it on arrow. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world. If you can, why wouldn't you put an air brake on a car? 
I don't know. It makes a whole lot of sense. But it looks cool. Oh, yeah. They always look cool. Yeah. The, the, I love that on the P1 where it just flips up and, it's like, and then you just see the car just dive. It has it on the 650S, too. Yeah. I got it on video. It's awesome looking. <laughs> I just have it from the uh, looking back, and it, you just see the wing pop up. and then. Did you get a chance to drive the 650? Yeah. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> I, that is a car I so, really want to drive. So fast. It's so fast. I, I love McLarens. I really do. They're just doing such good shit. It's it's the best it, i had the spider too so it's just open top and you're like you just are and it had the sport exhaust which costs like seventy four hundred dollars of course it does but it's completely worth it if you're buying a mclaren buy the sport exhaust it's so it's so loud and i'm not vilifying the cost of the sport it's an expensive car but the fact that you can go and get a perfectly good very good used honda civic for the price of the sport <laughs> exhaust package <laughs> it's just kind of funny but the sports exhaust by itself would be better than the, the used Honda Civic. I would rather drive the sports exhaust than a used Civic. Yeah, I'll put. I some... would hang the sports exhaust just up like on a mantle, just just to look at. Yeah, because it's still a pretty unit. Yeah, but... you said pretty unit. Ha ha ha. Uh, all right. So now right, that I've yeah. been juvenile. Um, I think that's about it for the news this week. Where can we find you these days? Uh, same shit, same stuff as so last time. So com. Yep. Um, Fair on view review should be up uh, probably tomorrow or with today. Your scoop, with your scoop in it, right? Yep. Um, with the, the 1,500 horsepower killing you, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Jonathan underscore Klein at Twitter and I think Instagram too. And the Instaweb. It's the webs. Yes. Uh, and as usual, you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter. Uh, I've had a lot of people messaging me lately. I try to get back to you as much as I can. I'm working like six jobs right now, so bear with me if I don't always do that quickly. But uh, I do like to talk to you guys. So uh, hit me up anytime. And then, of course, the Hooniverse podcast is powered by my company, Shout Engine. Uh, get and your own damn podcast. Yes, you can say that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've got our free plans. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got the paid ones. And I'm trying to scramble enough time together to get the new features out the door for all you guys that are going to change the service quite a bit. Um, n- not taking anything away, adding a lot of stuff, and making it less expensive. Uh, so go on over to Shout Engine, start saying stupid things into a microphone like we do, and maybe you'll get an audience that asks you really weird questions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. Well, next week, I'm sure we'll probably have our good friend Jeff Glucker back and uh, trying to get a, a guest lined up. Uh, a friend of mine, hopefully, is going to be able to make it in. Uh, and that is it for Hooniverse episode 117. Peace. Peace.